Hey, hi, I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick, and you're listening to Superman Movie Minute. Is that right? Did I do it right? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Superman 3 Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can flies is 1983's Superman 3, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Rob Kelly, and joining me, as always, on this journey through time and space is... Chris Franklin. Howdy, Chris. Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's going well. We are so close. We're so <laughs> close to finishing Superman 3. It's getting very exciting. We have, as we talked about in the previous episode... Uh, we basically are done the climax that the, the, the mm-hmm. movie, the, the main beat of this movie is over. And now we're kind of doing uh, basically if this was a Superman comic book, this is the last page where you would have just some summing up. Maybe, you know, if, if it's a, if it's written by, you know, particular writers, you would have maybe some subplots hinting about the next issue. This would be that, that last page where Superman's back at the daily planet, or there's some sort of summation of what we just saw. But, the main bulk of the action is, of course, over. Um, these minutes is going to be our one fifty-five through two hours. We're hitting the two-hour mark of Superman three. They're going to start with Superman at the construction site with Gus, and they're going to end at the Daily Planet. So, um, as you mentioned, uh, Chris, and again in the previous episode, Superman is uh, there with Gus and the two coal miners. One of which is played by actor Chris Malcolm, who again we talked about was in Empire Strikes Back. He's the uh, snow speeder pilot. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's standing there watching Superman. Uh, we'll go over to this site, and Superman picks up a hunk of coal, and using his uh, using the power of his fist, I guess the sort of great super friction, he turns it into a massive diamond, mm-hmm. um, which um, you know he could do for a lot of poor people and really help them out, but uh, that's not where we are in these movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know I can't remember where it came up, but that since this movie, I don't know if it was in a comic or in another Superman uh, media form. Michael Bailey, I, I'm waiting for you to answer this. Um, he, so somebody, I think Lois. I, oh, I know what it was. It was the it's the Metropolis mailbag issue of Superman, the Christmas issue. Uh, I think Dan Jurgens wrote it, and Jackson Geis drew it. And it was, it's a wonderful Christmas comic from the early 90s during that great Mike Carlin triangle number run um, that Superman's answering all the letters that come to him at Christmas. And he goes and does different things for people. And somebody said, hey, could you uh, like take a lump of coal and crush it and make a diamond? And Lois is like, you can't do that, can you? And he's like, no, I can't do that. Uh, but I kind of like it that Superman can do that, except for what you just brought up. Because right. then it's like, yeah, you need to help other people, do not just give Lana her... You know, is that again, is that her like engagement ring, her wedding ring? Why does she want it anyway from a failed marriage? I don't I don't I don't get that anyway, unless it's some family heirloom. You know, I don't I I mean, I understand if Superman creates a bunch of diamonds, they're going to devalue. The whole point of the diamonds is that they're they're rare. But 
And it, I mean, I'm being very silly. Obviously, these movies are not going to head down that 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 road. But we know, you know, there's a lot of shady stuff involved getting diamonds. A lot of people have to really suffer uh, yes. for to, to produce diamonds. And there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments that people shouldn't do such thing. But whatever, that's we're not here to discuss that. I'm just saying, Superman could, you know, help a couple people out <laughs> occasionally using his powers. That's all. And of course. When I see Superman create a diamond, my mind immediately goes to Super Baby doing that at the end of Superman number 423, uh, the, the Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow story. Mm, actually, yep. fi- actually, Action 583, that's the part two. The Alan right. Moore, quote-unquote, final Superman story, which, as you just mentioned, Michael Bailey, doesn't like. He doesn't like this story. I love that story. And, but when I see Superman uh, do the diamond trick, that's always what I think about. Yeah, I, I, I'm on record as liking that story, except for the fact that Superman was like, oh, I killed somebody. Now I got to walk away and leave <laughs> Earth defenseless. That that bothers me, too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in that camp as well. But uh, yeah, that's right. That's in that. That's a famous use of that story. And but that's clearly uh, the Earth one Superman. And this is a version of the Earth one Superman. So he can crush coal into diamonds. So, there you, go. you know, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Superman uh, proposes to the two miners that they offer him a job. And mm-hmm. uh, like, again, like we talked about in the previous episode, Gus is really getting away with this scot-free. I mean, not only is he not getting punished, Superman's actually giving him a leg up. I mean, it's really, Superman is incredibly forgiving. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally is like Adam West's Bruce Wayne here. You know, you, you know, you, uh, you helped me against false face. So now I'm going to get you a job <laughs> at the Wayne foundation. So, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, you've helped me against Ross the boss and his cohort. So now I'm going to get you a job at this coal mine, which he turns down, which I'm like, really, Gus, do you have that much going for you yeah. uh, that you turn this job down? I, I, you know, I know you're in podunk nowhere, but but still, you know, he was in the unemployment line not that long ago. Exactly. Exactly. I, I did like when when the guys are, you know, the of course, of course, the both guys have got a pretty thick accent, but the one guy's got the super thing. That is Superman, isn't it? You know, I mean, he's like, <laughs> he sounds like Mater from yeah, the Cars like, movies. Well, we even faster than my friend Lightning McQueen, you know, but uh, <laughs> uh, they're uh, yeah, I can do a pretty good Larry the Cable guy. God help me. I, I know that guy. Uh, he lives right down the road. But uh Gus, they, you know, Gus says, you know, you don't know Superman. He's like, we're the only two men who can fly. You know, he's if you if you if you got your closed captioning on, you can hear that line. It's really it's in the background of Superman's crushing the diamond. But I thought that was kind of cute because it ties into what Gus is going to do here in a minute too. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's 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 curious. Um, speaking of flying, uh, we watch Superman fly off, and it is. I mean, it's a simple scene. It's just him taking. We see this uh, this big uh, this bridge, uh, not a bridge, but like a, I don't know, like a like a what, what's the word I'm thinking for? It's wherever that thing is, that that piece of the construction site, yeah, um, railway or or passageway, whatever. It yeah, is. maybe it's like a the, maybe something the mine cars go on or something, something like that. But yeah. we see Superman take off, and then he banks and 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 sort of goes. You know, he goes from left to right, and then he banks, and then he heads back from right to left. And it's just a really simple, elegant shot, and it's it's not um, it's not uh, uh, it's not um, green screen, and no. so it really looks. Now I'm sure that is not Christopher Reeve. We never see his face, but whoever is in the suit, it's a great like the cape is flapping, like it just looks beautiful. It looks, I, you know, I'd sort of forgotten how you know simply elegant 
the Superman takeoffs and flying sequences could be, especially when they're doing it with wires, because this guy's pretty high up. Yeah, um, I, I kind of feel like great. it probably is Reeve, just based on the fact that the way he banks and, and the fact that they've had him do the same thing with his face showing. So, you know, it, and been really high up, because I've pointed out multiple times in this movie, you've got the star of the movie really high up over... <laughs> for absolutely nothing to catch him, you know? Mm. Uh, so it might, it might be him and it might not, but yeah, either way it's, it is super impressive. And again, I just prefer this kind of, of Superman flight over this. I got shot out of a, a cannon, you know, of mm-hmm. uh, way they do it now and not to sound like angry old man. And, and mm. I, I'm not, I don't want to bring up Superman and Lois, Rob, because I know you're sensitive about us bringing that up too much on this show. But <laughs> I just feel left out, that's all. But, but that's for my own choice. That's by my the own damn choice. show, Rob. It's good. But, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it really is good. really is. But uh, other than the teenage drinking, which I just said that to tick David A. Scuderi's off. Uh, but, but, well, that's hard. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, even on that show, he flies like he's being shot out of a freaking cannon every time. Take just levitate and fly. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to launch yourself. I mean, it's like he's some coiled spring or something. You know, but <laughs> it, it looks really nice. It really does. And he said it's all one shot. I mean, like he's he goes from the bottom of the screen to the right, and then he curves and he flies way off to the upper left corner of the screen, and it's all one shot. And it looks, it just looks beautiful. It just looks. Just forgetting how really by the, especially by these, the, the, you know, the later on in the production and then by this film, they really had it down. And it just looks great to see how cool it is just to see a guy in a Superman costume in real life flying off into the sky. Like it's just a gorgeous shot. And, and I think they even kind of slightly hinted that where, because right after that, we get Gus looking kind of moony eyed at Superman. Yeah. As he's taking off and he's got like, and he waves his hand kind of gently and he's just like, you know, bye. You know, and it's it's nice. It's like once in a while we've been seeing Superman for so long. We've seen him flick peanuts at glass. We've seen him turn into a duplicate. We've seen him, you know, well, we've seen him, uh, you know, uh, have sex with uh, <laughs> someone who's not Lois. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we forget the, the 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 awe that Superman should, at his best, inspire when he uses his powers sometimes. And so I like that they did that. The music is nice, and then they go right to a joke with where he's doing the whole. You know, I got to walk 10 miles and they're letting Richard Pryor vamp again for a couple of minutes, which is unfortunate. But uh, I like it's just I, I it's it's sweet. It's just it's fun to watch a real life guy in a Superman costume fly off into the sky. It's great. Yeah, this is this is that little bit of Richard Donner that's still in these movies. You know? Yes, it, it's, totally. it's it's that it's that loving you know, we've got to take care of the legend. You know, this is a myth. This is an American myth, and we've got to portray him in in a in with reverence and little bits of that peek through and amongst all the slap tip, slapstick silliness of, of this film. You know, yeah. Uh, there have been so many scenes in this movie of people not being that amazed that they're around Superman. Yeah. So it's nice for them to kind of bring that back briefly. Yeah, I was just watching that scene. I got HBO Max up in the the sound down. I, it's is kind of hard to tell, but just when you can freeze frame it just a second, I actually do think that's Reeve taking off. Wow! And so I think I think that's him. I think that's him. So uh, it might not be, and but I'm going to imagine it is anyway. So <laughs> that makes it even better, though. You know, if it is, yeah. Him, so that's, yeah. that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So uh, then Gus does the gag about you know 
me and Superman. And then he does the whole shirt rip thing. Uh, and they even have the little <laughs> music cue, the ring kind of yeah. thing. And then he's just sort of standing there. And it's a little bit of a, again, I feel like Richard Pryor is a little bit like left to, left out the sea by Richard Lester. I think he's just like, you know, you know, Hey Richard, just be funny. And just yeah. vamp while these two actors just stand there. Cause it, it feels like a, a little bit like a Judd Apatow movie where the, in the improvisation improvisation scene is just going on a little too long and yeah. he's just kind of like all right cut let's cut yeah. you agree, cut this you know yeah c- calm down seth rogan we don't need you to <laughs> just stop talking you know yeah uh yeah but the thing about this and it's i mean it's everybody remembers the scene the movie but in universe who knows that superman does a shirt rip nobody That's knows a good point <laughs> <laughs> that is, nobody knows he's clark yeah. kent Nobody knows that's the thing he does when he's changing the Superman. Uh, if you go by John Byrne, like later on, people he don't even want to people think he's got a secret identity, right? So, uh, so yeah, maybe this. It, do they think Superman lives a normal life in, um, you know, uh, in an apartment somewhere downtown, or do they think he just lives at the Fortress of Solitude? I mean, or do they even know about it? But it's again, it's yeah, that's, that's not a never thought of that, Chris. <laughs> right how do we know how does anyone know he does that that's it's that's, it's a meta thing you know it's like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. oops okay well this movie <laughs> anyway no no okay, yeah. um so <laughs> so gus wanders off after after he finds out that uh he's like 10 miles away from from uh, the nearest bus station or whatever and then we get our return of a netto tool yay, yay. wearing <laughs> yellow once again yep. wearing butter yellow wearing, wearing yellow um and then there's Ricky is there and he's doing whatever dumb shit Ricky does. And uh, sorry, I still like this kid. Uh, but anyway, uh, we, we've, we've got, uh, you know, we've, we've got Lana and uh, he is going to, uh, Clark is going to give Lana uh, this ring with the diamond on it uh, that mm-hmm. he made. And uh, this ring is probably worth approximately $2 million. Yes. <laughs> and it, it is, it's gaudy. I mean, so big. I mean, who would want to wear a diamond that big just casually, you know, just well, like all I, I know a couple people, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yes. I understand what you're saying. I, understand. I mean, it, it's, it's the size of a damn ring pop, you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it really is. what flavor is it? It's watermelon, you know, yep. uh, <laughs> not subtle at all. You know, no, uh, I mean, it is a, it is a rock. As yeah. they say, I mean, man, it is it is ridiculous. By the way, uh, Ricky has another comic book on his table, and I mm. can, I cannot figure out what it is. It's not the same comic that we saw earlier that uh, that uh, that Martin Gray ferreted out and figured out for us uh, what what it was. But he does have another comic book, and it will haunt me to my dying day because I have to find these things out. Uh, but but yeah, he she gets this ring, and of course, Lana is impressed. How could she not be? Uh, I mean, you know, Clark's just a, a mild-mannered reporter. Yeah, it's for a great metropolitan newspaper, but that's like, uh, you know, that's like Oprah-level money, that ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does say Superman wanted you to have it because he, you know, but so he he says Superman's like actually giving it to her, but he's the messenger. But Clark's getting all the reward because he gets mm-hmm. the hug, you know. And he's so. down on his knees. Yeah, and when he protects her, he touches. You know, he picks up when when Ricky knocks the bowl or whatever over, and then he goes to clean it up. He's and he and the look the look he gives her. I mean, the look he gives her when when she's got his hand out that would melt your mom. 
yeah. <laughs> she had seen it because he I'm is pretty looking, sure she did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's looking, he's looking, he's, he's giving her some bedroom eyes here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like this and somewhere in time, my mom's like just, Oh, she's swooning. You know? <laughs> Let me turn up the heat in here in this theater. Woo. Right. You know, Ricky is such a klutz. I, I'm just, I'm, I, you Ugh. know, we'll, we'll get a movie later where Superman, you know, finds out he has a son he didn't know about. I'm not too sure about Ricky's parentage. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Lana, I don't know. Lana's, Lana, could, Lana could do better, whoever the dad was. She, she could yeah, but, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe, the, maybe the, there was, a, there was a, a night of passion between uh, Superman and Lana, and uh, you know, maybe, that, maybe he's the original uh, super son. I don't know. I because he's such a klutz he's like clark kent's son you know just throw the kid into that acid bath or whatever it was they did in that world finest story oh um so anyway yeah i'm not a fan of ricky so anyway um then this is interrupted by brad brad shows back up once again looking uh, very disheveled ever so slightly pie-eyed and he gets mad that uh, clark is i guess uh, rubbing another man's rhubarb to borrow a phrase from the batman movie and um, this is, seems like the appropriate time to, of course, talk about that since we've started this show, Gavin O'Hurley passed away. Um, yeah. Brian Heiler mentioned it very briefly in his episode, but he passed away on September 15th, 2021 at age 70, uh, which is, uh, you know, of course, very unfortunate. We, we talked about his career uh, when he first was up in the movie. He actually had another movie uh, in post-production. Uh, mm. when he passed away called queen of the redwood mountains and he's actually the main star he's on the poster uh, i'm not familiar with the rest of the cast but i mean uh, he doesn't have another credit before uh, the descent part two in 2009 now i'm assuming he was working on other things that were uh, maybe theater related or you know whatever that that, that imdb isn't necessarily tracking but um it's an you know, i mean it's unfortunate i mean it's hate to hear that the the poor guy passed away um i did see a very nice tribute to him uh, by Dana Delaney uh, on Twitter, hmm. on her Twitter account. She mentioned that he appeared in an episode of China Beach, which he did. I love that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said something very nice about him, about him passing away. So it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. We are un- very unfortunately losing uh, cast members to the Superman movie franchise uh, too often. We've already talked about Ned Beatty. And of course, we lost Richard Donner. And it's, it's uh, you know nothing else to be said about it other than it's just sad to see these people that we grew up with and are part of this legendary franchise that are, are, you know, exiting the stage. Yeah. It's in, in the Superman franchise does, I, I don't, I don't want to, God, I don't want to uh, even skid into that stupid Superman uh, curse thing, which is just horrible. Yeah. I hate that. But I mean, but it does seem like the Superman films, um, you know, unfortunately have lost a lot of, a lot of actors. And of course the big, I mean, we've lost obviously lost Christopher Reeve and, and Margot Kidder. Yeah, um, you know, way too young. And uh, but even a you know a supporting character, uh, you know, like like uh, Gavin here. And I, you know, I it's kind of funny because you know, I, Disney Plus put out that uh, uh, that they're going to have the Willow series, and they had that little fun uh, uh, little video they put out announcing that that's in production right now. And I can't remember; I haven't seen Willow in a couple. I saw it a couple of years ago. We watched it. Uh, I watched it with my daughter who really enjoyed it. Uh, but um, I don't know if his character survived to, to possibly have returned, but unfortunately, no, now that's not going to happen. 
because uh, he, you know, he was obviously in Willow, and uh, I had forgotten. I was looking at his IMDb. I'd forgotten he was in Lonesome Dove, which, of course, is you know just uh, the epic Western saga of you know the the last great TV miniseries. Uh, and uh, he was also in an episode of uh, Spider Man with uh, Nicholas Hammond. So uh, you know, and of course the original Chuck Cunningham. You know, uh, yes, from, always yes from Happy Days. So yeah, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I always like to see him show up in things, and uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's very sad. Seventy's too young, and uh, it'd be interesting to see. You know, I hope this film that he was working on, I hope they're able to finish it, and and hopefully it'll come out. And uh, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's just uh, yeah, we're at that we're at that point where you know a lot of a lot of actors from these films are at the age where you know seventy seems kind of young, but it happens so yep. yeah 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 it is it's is unfortunate and it's also unfortunate that uh his final scene in the movie is not uh not filled with dignity let's say mm. where he lunges at clark and he misses and then he he falls on the he falls over the bed and then he jumps at clark misses and lands on a uh like a, a cart a food cart uh and then slides right out into the hallway into the elevator and you know look to be fair, is it any less silly than Superman shoving the guy across the diner counter into the pinball game? No, it really isn't. It feels a little bit of a retread of that. Yes. Uh, and there's something more satisfying in that Superman is getting you know, revenge on this jerk that we saw in the earlier film. Uh, but there's something about, I don't know, just the way it hangs there. And there's this there's the shot of, of Christopher Reeve and, 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 uh, and they were told just kind of like looking like, what? And it's, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels a little yeah. like we have to get Brad in the movie. Oh yeah, here's the going, and then that's it. Like, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I guess Brad is pretty reprehensible. I mean, he won't leave Lana alone. At, at this point, he's he's stalking her because he's followed her to Metropolis without you know her inviting him. He's he's tracked her down to her hotel room. So uh, you know that's pretty bad. You know that yeah. she she literally told him, "Don't bother me anymore." I'm leaving town and he still followed her. So there's, but, but, but there's something about O'Hara's performance that, yeah, you don't like Brad, but you don't hate Brad either. You know, it's like, you feel sorry for him. Because yeah, he's more he's just, pathetic than anything else. So, yeah. yeah, he's so pathetic. Rocky was just, you know, he was a bully and, and not that Brad's not, but I mean, Rocky was like, obviously a physical bully that was, you know, he hit on Lois. I mean, he just yeah. treated, Clark with such disregard, but some people don't like, you know, some people have a problem with the way Superman handled Rocky. We've, we've learned that through our show. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, how do you guys feel about what happened to, to Brad here? You know, what, uh, to our listeners, what, you know, let us know, let us know. Did, did he deserve this? Did, did we, des- is it too broad? It, yeah. Well, what isn't too broad, but do you think it's really too broad? Uh, yeah. So yeah, let, let us know. But yeah, it's unfortunate that, that, you know, maybe it would have kind of been nice to see Brad kind of learn to, you know, Brad have some character growth and, and, you know, climb out of the bottle a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know like he realized he could have been like, you know, Clark, you're a good guy, you know, like yeah, give Brad, yeah. give Brad some modicum of dignity and, and an arc. To where he realizes, oh, I've lost Lana to Clark because Clark's a nice guy, you know, yeah. something like that. But again, that's not where these people, the filmmakers, were where their minds were at. Um, so uh, <laughs> then we get back to the Daily Planet, and we see that Lois has returned from vacation, probably day two of 
uh, Margot Kidder's uh, two-day shoot on this movie. Um, I, 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 I hate I hate even going into this because it feels a little mean, but the makeup uh, artists on this film did not do Margot Kidder any favors. No, uh, they, they have her know. looking sunburnt, not tan, yeah. but sunburned. Yeah. She does not look good. She doesn't look, it looks weird. Um, and that's, if they were trying to put across that she is sunburnt, it, they don't refer to it. So it doesn't, it, she just doesn't look good. It just, no. it just looks very, and so if I was Margot Kidder and I had looked at those scenes, I would be like, whoa, what, what are you doing to me? Because she's got kind of like the, 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 uh, the skin around her eyes is lighter. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's really kind of the, the pancake is poorly applied. I mean, God, you'd think she was president. It's the man, the pancake was so <laughs> poorly done. Um, I noticed she's wearing the same exact outfit from Superman, the movie. Her mm. white suit. It's the yeah. same outfit that uh, she's in the helicopter when, uh, yep. when Superman rescues her. And also, right. speaking of the earlier movies, on the, in the uh, on hanging on uh, Perry's wall is a photo of E.G. Marshall as the president. Yeah, <laughs> you notice that too. Yeah, with E.G. Marshall as the president. As right? the president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Margot. You know, I mean, she looks almost as bad as as Magda from uh, There's Something About Mary. I mean, her. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, not 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 quite that bad, but they really. They really just, I noticed at this time, it's like, you know, I can't help but feel like there's some like passive aggressive uh, stuff going on there because they, we talked about that in the reshoots for Superman too. They did not, they did not try to go out of their way to make Margot look good in those reshoots. Anything shot by Donner, she looked great. Uh, I do think that she had lost weight in between the two films and, and I think she naturally looked a little worse for wear, but they didn't do anything to cover that. They accentuated it. Uh, and yep. here she actually, I think, physically looks a little better, but the makeup looks horrible on her. You're right. I mean, it's just it's just a shame. They just mistreated Margot Kidder yeah. after the first film in this, in this series. And yeah, and you and I have issues with how she was treated in Superman 4. Uh, but uh, yeah, we won't get into that right now. But I, yeah. I have issues with how the audience was treated in Superman 4. <laughs> And the whole other, whole other thing, and that. So then we get uh, Lana Lang shows up, and I, you know, I will say, Chris, I had completely forgotten that these two characters share a moment. I oh, just, really? I, yeah, I'd forgotten about. It. I mean, when I saw it again, I went, "Oh yeah, that's right." But but leading into the show, I had forgotten that they even are in a scene together. And it's as a Superman fan. I mean, I'm not as much of a fan as you or as Henry Bernstein. Nobody's as big a fan of Superman as Henry Bernstein. Um, well, there's other people, but you know what I mean. Bailey, um, but Bailey, uh, you know Bob Fisher, but uh, but but um, I had forgotten. So, but as a comic book nerd, it's fun to see Lois and Lana in a scene together. It's great. Yeah. It's brief, but it's cool. And uh, you know, I mean, Annette O'Toole looks as uh, wonderfully luminous as she always does. And uh, then there's that moment where she talks about that the the giant rock in her hand is from Clark Kent. And you're leaving Lois to be like, what? You know, um, the one thing I wish I, it would have been kind of funny if when she said Clark gave her the ring, if Margot Kidder had been able to spit out the, uh, her patented Clark, you know, like that yeah. kind of high pitched yeah. kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah. And you know, there's a slight look of disappointment crossing Lois's yeah. face oh, yeah. uh, when that happens, uh, because you know, on some level, maybe somewhere in, 
back in the recesses of her uh, medulla oblongata, she remembers that Clark and Superman are the same. Maybe that super kiss didn't quite uh, mm. erase, erase everything as, as we hope. We don't really know the inner workings of the super kiss power. Uh, but, but it's a very brief scene. And then it descends into silliness very quickly with the, the ball, the ping pong balls. But I did enjoy seeing Lois and Lana together. Oh yeah. And I, and I love, as my mom would have called it, the shit-eating grin that Clark had on his face <laughs> when Lana says that. If you like the cut to Christopher Reeve and Lois Margot looking at him, and the look on his face, he's like this schoolboy who just got kissed by the prettiest girl in school. You know, I mean, he's got this like <laughs> you know look on his face. <laughs> I, it's so cute, you know. And and you know, even if Lois doesn't remember. Um, you know, that uh, Clark is Superman somewhere back in the recesses of her mind. You know, she's, you know, she always, she knows Clark, you know, just hangs on her every word. And she's, you know, she's, she's always had him on the line just in case she even says when she walks in, Oh, you know, I've got a little, uh, I guess I have to be a little bit jealous because of I've got new competition, you know, and, and, but she wouldn't give Clark the time of day in the romance department before. So, you can't have it both ways, Lois. And, uh, you know, luckily there wasn't a, uh, a Kurt Schaffenberger like, you know, cat fight with him pulling their hair here, but, uh, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Wouldn't it? It, it would have been, been kind of cool though. Amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Superman holding each one of them up, you know, yeah. separating them with his eye, like with his, like I'm with stupid look on his face, like Kurt Schaffenberger would draw. Yeah. That'd yeah, be really funny. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, but you know what? I hate to say this. Lois is talking when she walks in. She's talking about she was kidnapped and this and that. I think Lois's story sounds more interesting than the movie we watched. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that may have been should have been the movie we found. This could have been like that uh, that Lois Lane miniseries from the mid '80s that Gray Morrow drew, where it was like yeah. all Lois and there's no Superman in it at all. Right. Um, speaking of missing, Jimmy needs to be in this scene. They should yeah. just have everybody get get Mark McClure in there. Yeah, Jimmy's. I guess they like Jimmy. You got more to do this time because of the whole chemical plant. So, you know, fire. So you don't, you don't have to be in this. You're not in this. And scene, I guess you know? they also knew he was going to be in Supergirl. So you're like, well, that's right. true too. It's all right. Yeah. You got stuff to, Mark McClure's got stuff to do. Mark so, McClure's uh, going to be the, uh, the Samuel L. Jackson of the Superman cinematic universe. That's so right. That's right. So yeah, <laughs> these five minutes ends with, uh, the Clark, with, uh, Perry, uh, they got a new machine for the, the, what is it? The bingo, wingo, bingo, or bingo, yeah. whatever it was. And uh, it's going to end on a kind of a goofy moment where we see Lois, Alana, and, and Perry there. And that's the, uh, that's the end of – we're at the two-hour mark of Superman 3. And so now the next episode will be the final four minutes and 56 seconds of this movie. Yeah. Wow. We're almost, uh, we're almost at credits at this it's, point. It's, it's, been, it's been a while. I feel like it we've has. been talking about this movie for a long time. So uh, to, quote, to, to, quote my, to quote my fiance, Kelly, when I told her what we were recording tonight, you guys are still talking about that movie? So <laughs> there you go. So uh, anything else we want to say about these, these minutes before we end this episode, Chris? No, not, uh, not, not really. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, again, it's, it is fun to see Lois and Lana together. And it's a shame that, you know, I, I, I will admit when Superman four came along, I was ticked off. Where's the Nitto tool? Why isn't Lana at the daily planet? Do you, yep. you, you established that last time where, where's she at? Uh, you know, and, uh, probably a Nitto tool. Uh, you know, she was one of the, maybe she caught wind of what was going on and 
<laughs> got the heck out of there. Or they might not have asked her. I don't know, but uh, I would bet the rent that they didn't ask her. Uh, I think yeah. those producers were just like, we don't need her. And so, if you're going to talk about 1987 movies, because uh, Superman four came out in 1987, uh, Annette O'Toole did Cross My Heart with Martin Short in 1987. Oh yeah, so maybe she was busy doing that, and that's a really cute, sweet movie. Uh, so, uh, so she definitely uh, picked. You know. I don't think she picked one over the other. I'm betting she didn't even get asked, but she got the better end of that deal. <laughs> being in that yeah. movie, being in Cross My Heart. Plus, they introduced it, Meryl it Hemingway. They introduced Meryl Hemingway's character to be the the love triangle thing there. So they didn't, uh, you know, the love interest in that one. So they didn't. They didn't need to have her, Lana, and Lois. So no. yeah. That movie, yeah, it would have been hard to fit all those in in a 97 minute movie. But that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> But not for five minutes at a time. <laughs> no, 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 everybody. No. So, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Superman Movie Minute. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find back episodes of the show on our website, of course, barnwaterpodcast.com. You can subscribe to Superman Movie Minute on any podcast of your choice. We're always talking to Superman movies over on Twitter, at Superman Movement. We have to thank Alex Robbins at Pizza Retailer, the creators of the movies by minute format who are allowing us to borrow it for uh, the superman movies and of course if you want to support the fine water podcast network go to patreon.com fw podcast and there you can unlock various rewards one of which is to be name checked on the show of your choice so big thanks to superman's pal henry bernstein for his support of superman movie minute thanks very much henry yay thanks henry yay so uh that is going to do it come back next time as the adventure concludes with superman 3 movie minute Giorgio, per favore. E grazie.